0: pay my rent so i had no choice but to eventually close my business doors now the last straw for me was when i came home one day and there was an eviction notice on my door that's when it really sounds like what am i going to do yeah and i can remember just entering my apartment mm-hmm.
1: You can do all things with determination perseverance and consistency welcome to another inspiring episode of podcast with sheila the podcast that is spreading positivity around the world by sharing inspiring life experiences today's guest is a ceo of women to women network a personal growth and business development company for women who want more out of life she is a best-selling author and an international speaker Her success has not always been a smooth journey, and we are here to talk about all of that and more. As usual, we aim to motivate, inform, and inspire you. Hello, Susan, and welcome to Podcast with Sheila.
0: Hi, Sheila. Thank you so much for having me. It's
1: a pleasure to be here to share with you today. <laughs> it's an honor to be hosting you today. And like I had mentioned earlier, but for those of us viewing or watching us for the first time, you're trying to move from recorded versions to live versions. So what we're doing today is a blend of the two. Some part of it is going to be recorded. And those of you who can see us live will also be um, privileged to see it before it airs. Exactly. So leave all your comments in the comment section below, but I believe that the live version will be great for us all so that we can get to ask the questions we always want to ask directly to the guest. So let's kick it off running. Who is Susan Peters? Where does she come from? The basic background story before we actually kick it all rolling.
0: Suzanne Peters is a young woman from Trinidad and Tobago, the beautiful Caribbean island of Trinidad and Tobago. She's the eldest of four girls. She had no idea that she would have the privilege to to one day go from being... I would say poor, (laughs) looking back at some of the things I've been through growing up with my family to now living the life of my dreams, doing what I never thought would have been possible at one point in time. So Susan Peters is a woman who is just breaking barriers, living life on her terms and encouraging as much women as she possibly can to do the same.
1: Exactly. I like that. I like to be able to live life on my terms. Let's talk about life as a child. What are some of the highlights of that time you can share with us that shaped you into the woman you are today?
0: Oh, the biggest thing was being the eldest of four girls. I mean, I have been like a mother to my sisters ever since I was about six or seven years old. I was always taking care of the younger ones. And that does something to you while you were growing up because all the way, even up until now, everything I do, I still have to think about what are my sisters gonna take away from this? Are they gonna follow in my footsteps? Is it gonna affect them in any way? That's something I had been thinking about all the way growing up as a child and it's still in me today. But I'm thankful for that because because of that, it kept me on a straight path. It kept me focused on my goals. Because of that, I was able to do good in school. Because of that, I was able to make the right decisions even after finishing school, going to to dating, (laughs) and all those things. I had to consider, okay, what are my sisters going to do? Are they going to say they want to do this too because I did that even if I do something wrong? So that has been the biggest, that has been the biggest part of my childhood that got me to the woman I am today. Side of that, Mm my mom, my mom, my mom and dad separated at a young age. I was still in uh, primary school. I think you'll call that something like. In the U.S., I think they call that K-9 or K-12. I think in the UK it's primary school also, right? Yeah, it's primary school. Right, right. I was in primary school when my parents separated. So now I had to play more of a leadership role as in helping my mother take care of my younger kids. But the way she shifted from being a homemaker to being a woman who now had to get a job to take care of four girls and keep them in on the right path so that they too can grow up to, to accomplish their own goals so those two factors played a major role in my life she's still my biggest motivator she's still my biggest cheerleader but she still inspires me even today so it goes both ways with her and I but yeah
1: well i like it from the point you had come from as um the eldest siblings and you had always had it at the back of your mind that you had others looking up to you and that shaped your life and i think that as i i'm not the eldest but i'm the eldest of two other girls and i always felt that on my shoulder as a responsibility that they will definitely be towing my lane and I tried to do my best. And I think I've done the best of it to my, to the best of my knowledge, unless I haven't, but I think they, they did look up to me because there were times I don't say that, oh, because you were able to do this, we felt that we can do it as well. So I totally agree with you and I resonate with that, but let's carry on. And then take it from, um, at the point where you were age 28 where you had left your corporate to start your own business. What informed that decision? Take us through that.
0: What uh, caused me to want to start my own business? Yeah. Life. <laughs> you know, I mean, and I'm pretty sure that some of your viewers and listeners can relate to this totally. Yeah. At some point, somewhere along the line, we get to a point in life where we just hate our life. At least that's what happened to me. I got to a point where I hated everything about my life, and I'm not exaggerating. Because prior to leaving my corporate job, I had been in an abusive relationship. When I finally mustered the strength to leave that abusive relationship, and it wasn't just a relationship, it was my husband. Mm -hmm. My first husband. After finally mustering the strength to walk away from that, I just decided, you know what? I want to start to do things for me, the things I wanted to do. One of those things was to start my own business. Hmm. I hated my job. However, I ended up in that job because I was trying to do the right thing while growing up. Like I said, I had the younger sisters to think about. So I went to school. I got good grades. I got my degree in accounting. I got a really good job as an accounts officer in one of the biggest insurance companies in my country, but I hated it. So once I got that, that, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Once that fire was ignited in me that I had the power to change my life, I decided that I was going to go all out. So I went big and bold. I handed in my resignation and I said, I'm going to start my own business. The HR manager was so nice. You know, so I did tell her what I was going to do. And she said, Susan, are you sure? I said, yes, this is what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. I deserve to be happy and this is what I want. She said, okay, I support you. But I have to let you know, once you leave, you cannot come back. Yeah. So I sold my bride. I said, thank you for everything. And I left. It was a moment of celebration for me. I didn't know things were going to turn out the way it did, but it felt good for a while to know that, listen, I can take back my power. I can create, literally create what I want my life to be. And that was the beginning of <laughs> one hell of a journey.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, at this point, there are a lot of questions I have in my head and I'm going to try to bring them out if I can. Do you think that going through challenges in life sometimes Helps us navigate our lives.
0: Oh, yes. Most definitely. Without challenges, we are just going to be going with the flow, as they say. And you know that saying, only dead fishes go with the flow. Exactly. But now, when we get a challenge or something to push us, us to step out of our comfort zone we have no choice but to start a paddle exactly (laughs) we have no choice but to go against the wind or the waves and just push forward until we get to where we want to be Without challenges a lot of the greats a lot of the people we admire right now they would not be the people they are if they didn't have the challenges they had and I think that's the same for everyone we need them I mean we don't always see it while we're going through it exactly But once we get to that point, we get to the other side, we see the big picture and then we can go like, wow, that's why I needed that. It makes a big difference.
1: It does. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. And um, starting your own business is another bold step, I would say, because when you're used to um, your salary coming in every month and then when you have to start a new a, a business or a new business that you're actually going to try to start learning the ropes and obviously you know you've been making a number of mistakes but learn along the way and obviously your salary was not going to be a consistent one like a manly one you'd get all the time. What actually encouraged you to keep going? Because I know a lot of people would want to go that way, start their own business, break away from the corporate or what they're used to or what they're doing now and start something of their own that gives them time and liberty and all the good things that comes with being an entrepreneur. But what Kept you going because I know that from your story you've failed along the line.
0: I did. Let me tell you about that. Yeah. And how it kept me going. So, this, when I think about my story, it's happy, sad memories. (laughs) But I know that I needed to go through what I did. Exactly. So after having my business for just over three years, Mm. I realized just how bad things really got because I was losing money consistently. I kept having to use my own savings to keep the business afloat and things just started going more and more downhill. Eventually things got so bad that I couldn't cover the bills anymore. I couldn't clear customers' vehicles that were on the port. There was so much things going wrong. I couldn't pay my rent. So I had no choice but to eventually close my business doors. Now, the last straw for me was when I came home one day and there was an eviction notice on my door. That's when it really sunk like, what am I going to do?
1: Yeah.
0: And I can remember just entering my apartment and just falling to the floor in tears because I didn't know what to do at this point. So while sitting there, I don't know if this is something any of your listeners or viewers do, but back then when I didn't know any better, I would pick up my phone and I would go on YouTube and I would bring up some really depressing music and I would listen to it, but I'm already in a depressed yeah. state. so naturally. only made me feel worse yeah so i was there listening to to this music on my phone and my phone was connected to my neighbor's wi-fi so it's going in and out so you know that is only stressing me out more right yeah (laughs) so the wi-fi goes out again and i get this bright idea you know what i'm just gonna end it i'm gonna take my life i have nothing to live for so i decided I'm just gonna do it now before I change my mind. And I got up and started to look for pills and I couldn't find any, which was strange. But I found myself back sitting on the cool white in my apartment. And I'm thinking, I wonder if I were to drink a bottle of bleach, if that would kill me or if it would only hurt me. Yeah, I got there. And I was sitting there deep in thought, Wondering if I should do it or not, because if I did and it killed me, I would have accomplished my goal. But if I drank the bleach and it only hurt me, then everyone would know I tried to take my life. Then I would be like the ultimate failure. And that was just too much for me. So while sitting there trying to muster the the courage, because I'm thinking, okay, maybe if I drink enough, it would kill me. Just... At that time, my phone reconnected to my neighbor's Wi-Fi. And I heard someone's voice say, there is greatness within you. That someone was Les Brown. Thankfully, one of, one of the old stuff I had been listening to on YouTube came up. And Les Brown came up. And that was enough to distract me from what I was thinking at that point in time. Because of hearing that, I mean, naturally, I didn't want to hear it at that point in time, if I'm being honest. So at first I laughed, then I cried, but then I tuned in. I listened to his story. Then I listened to Lisa Nichols' story. And I ended up spending that entire night listening to other people's stories of coming back from the brink, of turning their life wrong, of going from failure to success. That. Is when things began to change for me up here. Because yeah. by the next morning, I was no longer thinking about how I can take my life. Now I was thinking about how can I create a new reality for myself. Yeah. That was when I started my journey of self development. I dove headfirst into personal development. So because of that night. That is what kept me going. That is what made me try again. That is what gave me the courage to know that, listen, if all these people have done this, I can also do it. So it was actually listening to other people's stories and taking time to learn me, learn about what I wanted, and learn how to shape my life to truly create the reality I wanted it to be. That is what kept me going. Because no, girl, I'm in a whole different ballgame. <laughs> I can see
1: that from your voice and everything you're saying. But I'm excited for us to be sharing this story simply because um, Podcast with Sheila was founded on stories like this. And yeah, and the main message is if others were able to do it, you should be able to do it as well. And as you narrated your story at the point where you were considering um, suicide, I think, 12 or 13 years back, that was me, maybe 14 years back now, that was me considering suicide, you know, I was at that point growing up and my life was just perfect. Going up the child that had everything she wanted and a plan. I wanted to go to the university at the time I wanted to go. I did. I wanted to come out as top of my class in the university. I did. I came out as a first class honors. I was, you know, that I had everything in place. Now I get to the point where I want to make money, like work and earn a living. And I couldn't even get through those doors with my high grade and with all the qualifications I had, I couldn't get through those doors and it became very, very frustrating. So I think I came out of the university in 2001, if I'm right, if I remember, no, in 2005, I went in in 2001, came out 2005, and for as long as from 2005 to 2010, I had not secured a job for myself and it was beginning to get frustrating it's and I, a long time. It, it is a long time so you can imagine the pressure from your family from your mother from your father the pressure from your friends and trust me I was the top in my class so the other friends I had had, who had started working, bought their cars, built their houses, will intentionally drive by my house and come and show me their their cars and all of them I remember one of them I remember vividly well had drove by my house with her boyfriend and with this Porsche car. They were telling me they had come from a wedding and I went out. She called me before she got to my house. I went out of the gate to meet her and she was telling her her boyfriend oh you know this girl when we were in school she was the top of a class but she's not working you know in a way as to mock me kind of and that was worse for me and oh, I tried wow. yeah I tried very That's very
0: a knife.
1: And we, Wow. and back home I'm talking about Ghana now and I would oh. go to interviews upon interviews and they'll tell me you did well back then they don't call me back and I don't know what I was doing wrong, but I don't think I was doing anything wrong. Now at a point, my mom had spoken to my grandparents who had great connections in the country at that time. And one of my grandparents friends was a board of director on one of the top banks in Ghana. So I was like, if I couldn't get in myself, maybe a connection should be able to get me in now. And that connection I had, i was thinking of was a top connection because a board of director could easily put me in the bank but they wanted me to go through the systems so i did go through the systems everything on my own i passed i did the entry exam i passed i went for the interviews i passed a panel of the started a panel of 10 a panel of eight a panel of three two one i did all of those interviews i passed then i don't get called so I was sitting at home waiting to be called and I don't get called. Then one of my friends who had met at the interview from school called, I, called me and said, Sheila, why are you not here? And I said, what's happening? She said, we are doing orientation. This is our second day. You're not here. What's happening? So I had to call my grandparents to now contact their, their, their friend who is the board of director to find out what's happening. Then the, the, the friend said, tell her to call the HR. And gave me a number to call the hr and i called the hr the top hr head hr and what he tells me is young lady if you want to really work here you have to come to my office and straight away i knew where this was going oh so i didn't even bother I didn't bother, and I was so frustrated. I remember just around that time, I was planning to get married, and my wedding—all of that is another story, you know. So it was like everything I had taps on was beginning. I was beginning to lose it. I was beginning to lose it, and my little sisters, who were behind me, were rising up, and they were getting—you know—they were beginning to go to places, prosper, do this, do that, and I was beginning to look like a failure. And every time I woke up every the only thing that came into my head was suicide and I think the first time that it came out of my mouth I was with my mom and she wept oh and she said don't do that Sheila don't do that but it kept coming you know I I oh, felt as at that Yeah I felt at that point that I'd reached rock bottom until I met my husband and when I met him, I remember when I met him, all the things I said to him were s- sorrowful things, you know, I don't know why he stuck with me, but I'll tell him I don't feel good. I, I And at that time I had polycystic ovarian syndromes. So I, I was, I'd been told that I can't have children. So I told him I can't have children. I want to kill myself. And I kept saying that and that and that. Then he said, don't do that, Sheila. You have life. There is hope. Yeah. You know, there's light at the end of the tunnel see it as you're still at the other end of the tunnel that is a bit dark but as you keep walking you see the light at the other end so keep walking keep he encouraged me he that man encouraged me he was there for me you know he encouraged me and i kept going today 14 years down this is where we are podcast with yeah. sheila is one of the things i've done there's another one called skilled hands organization where i empower women so when i sit b- and i have two children amazing children and when wow. i sit down
0: that is a powerful story sheila
1: yeah and when i sit down and i look at it i'm saying to myself so if you had killed yourself 14 years back you would have lost out on all of these
0: exactly yeah
1: all the women you are impacting life giving hope Probably someone else will be doing it, but it will not be you and the kind of impact you give to them, they will not be receiving it. So if you are watching us, I see a number of people on TikTok now. If you are watching us, you are at a point of giving up. Don't.
0: I come to the conclusion that I realize so many women like you, like me, who have these powerful stories and we know we have a purpose. To me, that's the devil's way of trying to take us out before we realize our purpose.
1: Exactly. It's
0: like he just keeps coming, attacking everyone, trying to get rid of us. But like your husband said, once we keep going, we see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's light always at the end of the tunnel. Talk about some of the challenges you've encountered starting your business proper. You know, as you started. Were there some financial challenges? What actually was on ground when you started the business that you had been able to turn around to become a success story today?
0: Okay, so trial and error. Mm. <laughs> that is one of the worst ways to learn. <laughs> it's one of the best, but it's also the one of the worst. I say best because you get the first experience of what not to do. Yeah. So those are some really costly mistakes, but they are mistakes you don't forget. Yeah. And on the other hand, whew, that can be so tough. <laughs> it can be so tough and make you feel like you really want to give up yeah. more than ever. Like that is not for you. There were even times when I was thinking about not going back into business but going and just get a job, just go get a full-time job and just live like everyone else, but something inside me wouldn't allow me to do that. And the shift really happened for me when I just started serving. That's what I started doing. I started serving because I knew that experience I had with hearing those stories and that igniting something in me. I knew that I, That wasn't in vain. I had other stuff to share with people. And I just started sharing and serving. Sharing and serving. And I think that is what really opened the doors for me to that now it's like I just attract what I want, what is meant for me without having to constantly go in search. When I started to serve, and that's when I started to build the woman-to-woman brand, of course, at that point in time, I wasn't thinking of it as a brand. Mm. I was just sharing my message from one woman to another woman out there, whoever would listen. Yeah. But that is now my actual brand. That led me to find my husband, or should I say led my husband to find me. Because... While I was doing my serving and empowering women online, he was my biggest follower, my biggest fan, my biggest supporter. I mean, he had been in my inbox for years. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Years. Until one day he sent me this prayer and I liked it so much. That was the first time I ever responded to any of his messages. And I asked if I can share it. Uh, on my page and he said yes please and I did and that's when the doors started to open wow. and within six months we, ma- we were married <laughs> yeah. why within six months
1: do you think married? that is too fast six months
0: <laughs> the way you're laughing <laughs> because when I, when I talk like that Sometimes in my mind, it's so unreal. It's like yeah. a fairy tale. Yeah. You know, because yeah. to me, those are things that only happen in movies.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, yeah. but
0: but it does happen. But but that shift led me, my husband, to find me. Mm-hmm. It led me to start my own business where I'm now able to do this full time. It's what I do full time. And it has led me to meet so many amazing people women all over the world Wow! or because I made that shift and started to serve people. It was no longer about trying to build a business to make money. It was about serving to make an impact.
1: Exactly. And
0: that's what made the difference for me.
1: You know, that bit where you said is not about doing the seven women to make money, but to make an impact. And I totally agree with you. And I think that is me as well. And it takes people who have been through... The males. I, I hope I'm saying right. People who have been through the test. Mm. People who have been tried to be able to think the way you're thinking. And then when you put yourself out to do something, you put your whole heart out because you've known where you know where you've been and you've you're able to tell how to come out of. And the only thing that keeps coming to you is to be able to help others get out. Whatever situation they are in, like to make life better for people, and it takes yeah. people who have been there to be able to do this kind of job diligently. So, I would say that people like you are the called. I like to put it that way people yeah. who have been yeah, called exactly. are those who can do that. And I don't know, but from my religious background, this may not go for everybody who is watching, but as a Christian, I believe that sometimes when God wants to put you somewhere, He takes you through some tests to shape you out. He never gives you or puts you in a position where he knows you're not prepared for. So whilst we go through those tests, it means he's preparing us. That is what i have going yeah. to believe. And so, as I go through life, there's so many things I'm having to deal with, especially these days, that when I look back um, at, at the life I had before, I, I believe I wouldn't have been able to go through these trials and these tests if I had not dealt with similar things in the past because now I know, where something is going when i see it you know like like quite recently i was telling somebody i met i met another person and as the person was chatting i knew the kind of relationship that would come out of this friendship if i carried on because i've seen it too many times in the past you know so some of these things when we go through it it just shapes us uh, for the better tomorrow if i'm putting it right and Uh So i like to emphasize here on this podcast that when we are going through our test, through our trials, we should just cherish it instead of asking, why me? Why me? And I'll say, if it's not you, who should it be? Yeah,
0: why not you?
1: Yeah. What would you recommend? Exactly. And it should be you for a reason. And always look at the bright side and know that you're going, yes, it's a test. You're going through it now. But also remember that after every test, there is a reward. Just like in a physical sense when we write our exams and we pass we are rewarded when we go to school and we do well, we are rewarded just see it that same way yeah. exactly. and for me when i go through every test i realize that there is a next step in life i'm climbing higher to i don't know i move from here to here every time i don't go through a yeah. test and stay in the same place yeah it's as
0: though you have to go through that in order to get to the next phase if you don't go through that challenge, there's no way you can get to that next door.
1: Exactly. So,
0: yeah, it's a step-by-step process for a reason. Yeah, I agree with you 110%, but what I would always also like to add is when you're going through your stuff and you're staying focused, keeping faith, don't give up, write things down, take notes. I used to journal so much. I used to literally write Everything done that I knew when my thinking actually shifted because even my journaling was different mm. from writing down the how depressed and how miserable I was feeling. I was now writing and speaking what I wanted my life to be like as if it already was. Everything mm. I wrote about back then, I have in my life right now. The only thing I don't have is the luxury, but it's coming.
1: Exactly. <laughs> is coming because you have a positive mind to it and you're working towards it so definitely you'll get there you definitely get there (laughs) you definitely get there now i know that you are into public speaking as well so what are some of the tips you can share with us regarding public speaking
0: well, the biggest tip of all oh first of all <clears throat> let me just say i am a recipient of the Press Teachers epsi award for mm. excellence in professional speaking okay ooh, ooh, yay wow, me
1: great congratulations <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh i want to give two maybe three tips where public speaking is concerned and mm. um, all from my experiences mm. one Listen to my accent. I have a Caribbean accent. I'm from Trinidad and Tobago. I live in the U.S. Mm. I speak everywhere, not just in the U.S. But when I first got started here with public speaking, I felt intimidated mm. because I sounded different.
1: Yeah,
0: I felt intimidated because sometimes I felt like when I speak, people wouldn't understand me. Yeah. And because of that, I kept myself hostage not wanting to speak out. Until I started to pay attention to what people were actually saying when they heard my voice. Yeah. Oh my God, I love your accent. Oh my God, you sound so sexy. Oh my God, just say something. I just want to listen to you speak. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. Okay, so I need to shift my focus to that. Yeah. <laughs> so my first step is don't get caught up in your own head thinking people won't listen to you. People want to listen to you. People want to hear what you have to say. And I hear so many people say, they just don't like their voice. They don't like on a song on audio when they listen to it. But guess what? You don't have to like it. Your audience have to like it. Exactly. So at least give people the opportunity to get familiar with your voice and to connect with you through it. The other thing I would like to share is speakers speak. That's what we do. We speak. So that means whatever opportunity you have to speak, you need to take it. You don't just put together a media kit or a speaker one page and sit quietly waiting for someone to hire you to speak. Oh, no. Speak, speak. speak every day if you can. Start a podcast. Go live on social media. Just speak. Speak in church, but find a way to speak. A platform or start your own platform, build your own stage. But the bottom line is remember, speakers speak. You should always be speaking. Whether it's to share your message, share your story, whether it's to preach, whether it's to pray, speak as often as you can. And the third tip, what helped me build confidence with sharing my voice, Caribbean accent and all. And I tell people all the time because I meet people from the Caribbean here in the U.S. a lot and they're speaking this American accent Mm. and I'm like, wait a minute, I heard a hint of something Mm. and then they would switch to their Trini accent. (laughs) 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 Just be yourself. Yeah, be yourself. (laughs) So at least give people an opportunity to like you and connect with you and that has been a game changer for me.
1: Great. I think there's something original about being you. And people yeah. naturally uh, are drawn towards originality. I don't know if I'm yeah. saying it right. Yeah. And I I think I've, I've been in the UK for over 20 years. I used to come in and go, but for the past, I think 11 or 12 years, I've been permanent here. And I sound just as I sound as a Ghanaian from where I come from, you know, I have too many things on my head. I can't afford to now learn somebody's accent. I feel it's too much work. Yeah. But then, but, but then I believe if I'm communicating, that should be enough. You know, it should be enough. And so many times, sometimes I told you I run another organization and people call me and they make inquiries. And I think they expect to hear another type of accent. So they call me yeah. and they hear an African accent. And I remember one call that came in, the lady asked, "Is does everybody who attend your group sound like you? And I said, yes, everybody oh, wow. sounds like me. And this group is a diversified group. If that is a problem, then is not meant for people like you, you get yes. it? I believe you just have to be yourself and if they yes. like you, they like you. If they don't, they don't. But when you try to be something you are not, it makes life difficult for me. And I totally agree with you on every level. You know, you have to, you have to embrace who you are, try to be yourself and just carry on so far as being you doesn't affect anybody. It doesn't break well. anybody's pocket it doesn't feed anybody it's just you know just be you so i totally totally agree with you but if that is everything regarding public speaking on or, or unless you want to add something
0: well, it's not it's not everything but what i realize is people need to focus on the basics first i have people all the time looking for advice where getting into the public speaking business yeah. is concerned but the simple things, they still haven't mastered. And if you don't master those things, you would find yourself just going in circles. Because yeah. you still have, you would keep having to start over. Yeah. But if anything, the biggest tip I would tell anyone, get a coach. Yeah. Find someone who is doing what they want to do. Anyone who is doing what they want to do that they can connect with and learn, that, learn from that person. Learn as much as you can from that person. A lot. I have accomplished a lot in my journey, but that is because I went all in on myself. When it comes to my goals, I don't play. And even if I tried to play, my husband wouldn't allow me to play <laughs> when it comes to my goals. So I went all in on myself and got what I needed to help me take my business, make it a reality, and live the life I'm living now. So that is the biggest tip of all. Find someone who's doing what you want to do and find out how you can work with that person and learn as much as you can from them.
1: I totally agree. I totally agree. As a best-selling author, what advice can you give with regards to the art of storytelling?
0: Storytelling has been my passion for a very long time. <laughs> In fact, my family calls me the storyteller. I'm so bad with it. And I, I mean bad in a good way that I overdo everything. Mm. As simple as opening the back door and letting, like, if I'm visiting with family, yeah. or opening the back door and letting their cat out. Mm. My cousin would come down and who let Ori um, out? And I would start, well, girl, this is what happened. I came downstairs, quiet as a mouse, mm. and all I could hear is meow. i'm sorry but i turn everything into a story it's just fun for me but the biggest step where storytelling is concerned is allow yourself to use imagination yeah i mean i know as adults it's difficult for us to go back to those days where for kids it's easy Mm. they can they could fantasize they could create anything in their mind but I got back in the habit of doing that when I started journaling years ago. And for me now, it's easy. Yeah. So to take something and just create something else out of it, all you have to do is use your imagination. Yeah. And that can be as simple as saying, when I was sharing a part of my story with you, instead of saying I was sitting on the floor, I said I sat on the cold white tiles. Yeah. So the trick isn't to tell the story, it's to show the story. That is the biggest trick where storytelling is concerned. Don't focus on telling the story. Focus on showing the story, Mm. which means simply sharing your story in a way that your audience can see the picture. They can see exactly what you are relaying to them. That is the biggest trick where storytelling is concerned. And in order to do this, Okay, so this is one of my um, secrets here I'm giving away. But it's something a lot of people don't like to do. So with my clients, this is what I do. I tell them to write it out. Yeah. So whatever is that story that you identify as your signature story, I let them write it out in detail. Then when we write it out in detail, we go through and color the words. When I say color the words, I don't mean literally color the words with a crayon, but that example I gave you just now, where I would have written sit on the floor. Hmm. Show me you sitting on the floor. Yeah. it sat on the cold white tack. So I can see you sitting now with the white, tiny tile. On the floor. That is the trick to color
1: will Wow. I think that is a great, 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 great advice um, regarding storytelling. Somebody had said something here. The person said real talk. I think they're loving it. And we have a lot of hearts going out as well. What will your final message be to our listeners as we wrap up? Remember that big
0: dream you had? That big dream you had that you just lay in bed and fantasize about doing that life you imagined yourself living one day that for some time it seemed like it would be impossible yeah it's not it's absolutely possible to you but but the secret that a lot of people do know we all have the ability to create our life just the way we want it and all you have to do in order to make that your reality This belief, believe it's possible, if you can get up each day just knowing without a doubt that there would be air for you to breathe, where is this air coming from? Where is the water coming from? Why are we able to move about and move our limbs and do so much with our bodies? We are natural creators. Once you believe what you want is possible for your life, it doesn't matter what situation you are in currently. It doesn't matter what you have what you have had to pass through to get to where you are. It doesn't matter what your family members and friends think. It only matters what you believe is possible for your life. So get up every day knowing Acting, believing that everything you want is waiting there for you. All you have to do is find your way to get it. Believe it's already out there. Waiting for you just to catch up to it. And one day, you are going to just look around at your life and say, Wow, I did it. I can't believe I did it. But you have to believe that it's possible for you. So every single day, after you say your prayers, say thank you. Say thank you for the life that you already have for the future. Say thank you that I have my successful business. I have my million dollar business. I have my five bedroom home. Oh, what is that car you want? Say thank you that you already have that new Say thank you for the vision that was planted in your mind because I can guarantee you, that vision wasn't planted in vain. So start convincing yourself and listen. Everything that you have a desire for has already been ordained for you. All you have to do is catch up to it. Do that, and you will be amazed of what is possible for your own life. I'm not speaking this by chance. I have done it. Sheila has done it. Thousands do. Hundreds of thousands of other people out there do it every day. We are not the exception. If we can do this, so can you. So I look forward to finding out about your success and celebrating you. So when you get to where you want, feel free to drop me a line and say, Suzanne girl, you're right, I do it. (laughs)
1: Wow, I'm going to say a very big amen to that A very, very big amen to that And I'd like to say to you, Susan, Thank you very much for coming on Podcast with Sheila today
0: Thank you for helping
1: me If you've been listening in, this is season 2 episode 88 of our podcast series where we bring seasoned guests with inspiring life stories and experiences to share with us. Do not miss out on all these lovely experiences. Subscribe and be notified when a new episode is released. While that's it, please drop us a rating. We have a video presentation of this episode on our YouTube channel. Just head for Podcast to Sheila on YouTube and you'll find us. Our prayer for you this week is that you never give up when you are going through challenges. Together, we will make the world a better place. Until we meet again, have a brilliant week.